Tons of people back at rugby clubs, training, having fun, looking forward in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from Welsh referees Adam Jones and Craig Evans, who will be in the middle of the Olympics later in the year. But we'll start at a club training session. Yes, it's nice to have those back. Of course, not everything is back to normal fully as they were before the coronavirus pandemic. But at Antwerp Vardra, that means a focus on all elements of rugby on a busy evening at the club once again, as Liz Jones found out. My name is Nigel Phillips and I'm the treasurer of Antwerp Vardra RFC. I think the return to rugby has been really important for us, not just for, for what you'll see tonight, you know, with, uh, with the girls' rugby, but actually to get players back on the field, you know, sort of the mental and physical well-being. The pleasing thing for me is that we've not noticed a drop-off in players, and in some aspects we've noticed a slight increase, so that's been good as well. And I think everybody's just keen to get back and, and playing, and good numbers in training as well, so it shows that people want to get back to the game, you know, following the lockdown. Uh, my name is Jenna George, and I'm captain of Lanterbarden. We've got some great members within the senior women's team, new beginners and also attracting people who have played before. So we're all back up and running, obviously with the COVID restrictions, but we're all pleased to be back. As you can see, the hub is coming along nicely. A lot of new numbers with the youngsters we've got here tonight, uh, under sevens, under nines, under elevens. And yeah, we're just gaining numbers all the time and, and everyone appreciates you know being back and getting back into it. I think what you'll see tonight is that you know we've got some mums who come up. You know they've got their coaching badges now, and actually they're coaching their daughters to play rugby. Um, and so it, it's that continuation. Whereas before it was always a father and son thing. Now we've got it becoming a mother and daughter. Coaching at the minute. There's a number of the senior women that are involved in the coaching. Most of us have got our daughters here as well. So yeah, it's improving all the time and the extra help with the coaching and girls who've got a bit of experience with playing and a bit of previous coaching as well. I think with the lockdown it was kind of, it was hard but there were things posted on our social media and it was a lot talked about in the WhatsApp groups and everyone was excited to watch it and it gave the parents to put it on for the girls and for them to see well actually this is what I can achieve if I stick with it and if I try hard and give 110% you know look where you can be you know that wasn't seen before on, on TV but now it's, it's available everywhere. My name is Katia. I play for Lancer and I'm nine years old. I like getting muddy um, and I also like I just like watching um, the people on TV and I know someday if I try hard I could be on the TV. Very much previously a male dominated sport but women's rugby is going from strength to strength. The opportunities for young girls now and women is phenomenal compared to what it was say 10 20 years ago we try to make ourselves sort of community you know inclusive uh, so we've got something for everybody so you know tonight we've got the girls rugby here obviously we've got the male teams and the female teams youth and mini and juniors as most clubs would have but yeah the captaincy is is very important to me and because i've started since the, the team first started up but this is the future with the girls hub 
it's important to get involved in the coaching because these girls are the future of not only the club but, but rugby, women's rugby in general. So the more we can get involved with the coaching, the more they're going to see that it's a sport for anyone and everyone can get involved. But actually we've started something off now over the last 12 months. It's been a bit disruptive because of the lockdown, but walking rugby. So for those less able who have never actually picked up a rugby ball before, it gives them a taster. And actually some retired players come back just trying to relive some past glories. But it gives them the opportunity to get out and socialise and, and be active. Jeff Lewis, I'm just a member of the club now. We used to be on the committee, but uh, obviously retired from work. So trying to take things a bit easier till I've come here tonight. Just trying to help out really and getting people together. We started in back now after the Covid. We playing last year but obviously had to stop. So it's just getting it back together and getting the women involved as well. So we're all a mixture. There's no physical contact, you just touch and away to go. Because everyone walking, gives it a bit and the best point is we all have a pint after. Philip Veloz joined the WhatsApp group and Facebook now is on and we got together just uh, the first time lockdown got lifted and came together and of course then with lockdown and everything it was all put back and we just started back up last week. Nice, nice to try and get the crowds here now and enjoy it, you know, it's quite quite energetic and enjoyable and a good bunch. Just want a few more now to join us and enjoy it and have a pint or two at the club after. It's just getting people back together and people are getting starting to get out and they're enjoying it and they're telling their friends and we seem to get a, a few more starting to turn up now. The weather tonight wasn't very good, it was a few going to come, they turned up in the cars and disappeared. <laughs> but hopefully if it's drier then uh, people will come out and with the summer coming now we should uh, Cross our fingers and be like, have a bit of dry weather and lots of people out enjoying it and getting back doing a bit of exercise. It's nice to get out. Instead of being on top of each other with the long lockdown, it was nice to get out and nice to see the boys enjoying it with me. And it's yeah. nice to have the family come around and hope there's a few more family will join it. Anyone can play it, anyone from all ages, from your late 60s, you know. It's just a get together on a Friday night and enjoy it and hope to get a couple more and enjoy it. Matthew Veloz. Nice to get some more exercise and meet new people and just have a laugh, really. You play with your whole family? Family, friends, yeah. You know, want to kick the ball, but you can't. <laughs> Six a turnover. Yeah. Any mishandling, turnover. Yeah. Dropping the ball. <laughs> Dropping the ball, yes. Uh, yeah, it's really it's very energetic, fun, enjoyable. All, all, life, ages. all walks of life. Yeah. I think it'll bring an older generation now where you've got the touch rugby, your seniors, your youth your minis junior section, you've got the pink rhinos which are doing really well at the moment and I think if they could get the walking rugby off I think get more there and put a bit more interest into the club yeah. at Landwit. Without it we wouldn't be doing it would we? It's just having people to try and volunteer and train up and work it out on a Friday for us to come. They booked the pitch for us now on a Friday six till seven and it's very enjoyable. You know, as you can see we've got a few young ladies there that are enjoying it and a few of us older generation one or two have been playing rugby at we're long past it now and just enjoying and get together on a Friday night and enjoy another get together then after at the club. Amazing juniors run all the way up through the ages at every age from under sevens all the way up to under sixteens. And then at under fives and sixes we do rugby tots. Our youth team squad has really grown. So to bridge that gap between under-16 rugby and youth rugby at under-19s, we've introduced an under-17s team. And our ladies' rugby is where we've seen the greatest growth. And we now 
really need to form a second 15. As soon as we're able as a startup, that obviously will be given the opportunity. We got promoted into Division 1. So we just want to really kick on and get any new players involved, get them up to speed, anyone who played before, just get them integrated and everybody enjoying their rugby again. And yeah, as soon as we can start playing, the better. But, you know, we're just enjoying it at the minute. I think we've got 58 registered ladies and some of those actually have daughters playing in the girls' hub as well. A lot of them see us on a Sunday and maybe that's encouraged them to come along, the daughters especially, but also the girls play on a Sunday morning and obviously not long after we'll play after them. So they hang about and they watch us and definitely I think it's encouraged them to give it a try. It's a good family club and all the youngsters are coming through as well. It's, and if we can get rugby back started up, it's going to draw people back again, so that'll be a good way to get the rugby started up again and back playing all together. And one of the best parts of all that were the background noises. We haven't heard too much of that for a while. But now is a chance to look forward to the Tokyo Olympics and two of the Welshmen who'll be there. Adam Jones and Craig Evans will be refereeing the sevens before looking to progress their careers in fifteens. So there's plenty to talk about with both of them, with Graham Gillespie. Obviously, the the Olympics is postponed from last year. Did you think your chances had gone by when they postponed it? To be honest, when it was actually uh, postponed, we thought, ah, geez, I'm not really going to finish off. How I wanted to finish off because, from my point of view, I was always looking at the Olympics as being where I'd finished sevens, where I finished my junior, like doing four years, like just fully focused on 15s. So when it was cancelled, I thought, ah, oh, geez, I'm actually going to sign off how I, I wanted to sign off. I was, everything was building for four years for the Olympics. And, you know, on the state that COVID was in the summer, was getting better, but you knew another wave was coming. So it was a case of, if it was on again, I'm going to dig my heels in and do what I can to go after five years. But if it was called off again because of COVID, then... Something I can't can't control. I'm just grateful at the moment, even though it's announced. I'm still a bit skeptic that what can happen, but yeah, quietly confident. Adam, yeah, no, very much similar to Craig. You know, I think we um, speak quite closely about it. Really, you know, we've had four years, and um, the Olympics is always going to be the pinnacle at the end of it. Really, um, you know, we'd work hard for it, and you know, when the Olympics was cancelled, everyone was obviously disappointed but I think we kind of knew it was coming it was just when it was going to be announced so um, look it's been four years an extra year we haven't really missed anything because there has been no seven so um, our last tournament was a long long time ago so um, just to come back into it now and you know now the officials have been announced you know it's um, a bit more momentum going forward to it and just fingers crossed it does happen. So when it comes to sevens is the Olympics the biggest gig that you guys can get? Uh, 100%. 100% like you know the Commonwealth Games and the Sevens World Cup was done. The Olympics, you know, the 15s game doesn't go there. The Sevens does. So if it's an opportunity to go to the Olympics in, in any capacity, you're going to do what you can to get there. And that's exactly what my focus has been for this. Yeah, exactly the same. I think we're going there as a, like a match official. You know, not many people get the opportunity to go to the Olympics. So to say you've been there as a referee is something that people can never take away from you. So it's an opportunity but, I know you can't wait for. I also think, like, you know, I always watched the Olympics as a kid, watching races and watching different sports. But, like, from Adam's point of view, he was, like, a track and field athlete. So, he's at a vested interest in other sides of the Olympics, not just rugby when it's recently been involved. So, 
now that Adam is going and he was done a lot of track and field growing up and he still does a lot and gives back, then it's probably even bigger for him, the Olympics name, because he's also done the other sports that are involved in the Games. Because I was going to ask you, what are you most looking forward to about the Olympics? So, Adam, I suppose seeing other sports at the Olympics would be right up there. Yeah, look, athletics was my big focus as a junior uh, growing up. Um, and I always loved the athletics, you know, seeing people like Usain Bolt running in London is a memory that, you know, will never go away. And to think that it's an Olympic Games, it's eight years on or, well, nine years on, but it's still an Olympic Games and I'm going to be there refereeing, same like he was running eight years ago. You know, it just doesn't, it's crazy really when you think of it like that. So for each of you, up to this point, what would you say has been your career highlight as a referee and how do you think the Olympics will compare to that highlight? If I go from a sevens point of view, then I was obviously really lucky and fortunate to do two finals in my first two tournaments on the series, Dubai and Cape Town. The bronze medal match in the Kami semi-final in the World Cup, but it's difficult to say which one is the highlight because, you know, it depends on the teams involved, depends how... Because you can have two, what you perceive as big teams involved, but the game isn't that good. And it's probably, it could be one-sided, where you could have a game where you expect, or people think, oh yeah, they're going to win that final. But then it's really close, competitive, and, and that's really enjoyment from that side of view. But I don't know, as a career highlight, I don't know, I just think the sevens in general of travelling, seeing, meeting new people. And um, yeah, I, I can't predict what the Olympics going to feel like. I think they will be a bit of a different feeling now that with all the COVID restraints that we can't go and visit the wonderful city of Tokyo in Japan. And it basically will be airport, hotel, pitch, and then back to Heathrow, unfortunately. But um, look, if someone offered me to go to the Olympics and just be able to do that, then not go, then no problem, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think the Sevens World Cup in San Francisco was probably one of the highlights for me with how they just transformed the baseball stadium into a rugby pitch out there and the atmosphere there was just electric really that will always sit well with me you know being such a good tournament there I think we're, we're really lucky to go to some amazing places you know that people can only dream of going to I know I've been to Japan three times with the sevens before for the women's and um, it's just a unreal place it's so completely different to anywhere else we go to and I think to experience Olympics in Japan as Craig said yes it is going to be different but it's still going to have some buzz around it 100% sure and I think It'll definitely be probably the highlight of my career to date when we do get there and referee there for sure. Adam, um, I don't know how to put this. Like You've obviously had to do the hard yards. While Craig's been travelling the world on the seven circuits, sunning himself, you've had to do the hard yards in the Premiership. Uh, not that I'm degrading the Premiership, but how big a difference is it like refereeing in the middle of a cold, wet winter to going to places like Las Vegas, Hong Kong, you know, where the humidity sucks it out of you? How different is that? <laughs> Oh, don't get me wrong, the Premiership is where you're in your graft, you know, I've had probably five, six years of the Premiership where it can be very, very difficult, but I think that's what makes you stronger as a referee, you know, you've got to do your hard yards there first, and then when you go to these places, you know, you just feel so grateful, you know, you've got to have that experience of refereeing through the levels before you get there, and um, look, the Welsh Premiership has been great for young referees I think and for players and it's just five really good years through there now and I've really enjoyed it there's some tough places to go in that Welsh Premiership tougher than a lot of places around the world so um, you know you can only imagine it. (laughs) So what comes your way now does that make you even more appreciative of what you've done? Yeah 100% really you know um, I think you know I remember doing like Everville versus Pontefries on a 
cold January Friday night and it, the score was like 9-6 or whatever it was. And, you know, it was uh, That's it. you just think, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? And then you come off the pitch and you think, yeah, it was actually won a bad game. And then, you know, you fly to Canada the next week and you think well, it's a completely different lifestyle or something, you know. But at the end of the day, it's still rugby and the Welsh Premiership is definitely a really good place for talent to come through as seen by the players and some of the referees for sure. I kind of miss the Premier League, to be honest. You know, yeah, you know yeah. so many of the different teams and players, you know, you haven't seen them since the year last March and you may see the odd one, you know, if you walk around Cardiff or walk around Puff Call or something like that, you might see the odd one, but I think you're a good crack of the coach as well, like, you know, Jason yeah. Hyatt, to name one, he's a real good bloke and yeah, it'd be good yeah. to go back and do like your Abrabans, your Cardiffs and Leslie's and stuff like that. It will be good to go back because some of them boys in them teams, we've been lucky enough through this to be still be refereeing where a lot of them boys, when you go back and see them, it's the first bit of rugby they've had since God knows when. So we're fortunate to be where we are, but it'll be, it will be good to go back and do some stuff in the Premiership in fairness. Craig, you've been flying the flag for Wales for a number of years. During the Six Nations, you even got a taste of being an assistant referee. What was that experience uh, like? And is there anything you can take out of that going forward to make you a better referee, do you think? Oh, yeah, it was pretty awesome to get the two games in the Six Nations. It's something I didn't expect to get when it was announced, but then I was obviously really excited and I couldn't wait for it. And it was really nice to work with like, different referees in different countries to see how they prepare for games. Do they do anything different or you know, especially anything more when it comes to international matches? Or do they do what always works for them, stick to the same things that they would with a club game, but just implement it on international level? I was with Mathieu Renal for, for both games, so it was good to work with him. Good to see, from a French point of view, how, how he referees it, his prep, his poster, review stuff. And yeah, the game's so much quicker. Decisions have got to be a lot quicker, but obviously then you can't be reactionary as an AR or as a referee. You've got to see, yeah, there may have been a fence, but what effect does it have? If you hadn't blown the whistle, would, would much have changed? There is boundaries looking to change and improve and have space in the game because... If there's no space, the game is suffocated. And, you know, some good attack in rugby, but they need the space to do it. So we've got to give them that as a team of officials so the game can benefit from it. So on the back of that with the Six Nations, there's also calls with Joao Jout and Northern Hemisphere referees, Southern Hemisphere referees, previewing the week you're going into or, or the round of the Six Nations, then also previewing everything after it. And it was completely transparent. They put all the games up. They put them, who was the referees, what percentage of accuracy they had, how many non-decisions they had, and how many high-impact decisions. So if you're a top international referee, you weren't wrapped up in cotton wool and protected and your stats weren't there. And if you're a new beginner, you weren't put up as to be shamed. Everything was equal. It was quite refreshing, really, to see that, you know, it was approached well from all, but... It was a good experience and I just hope I've done enough in my last. <laughs> Which leads me into my next question, if you like. Um, we often hear players going from sevens to fifteens or vice versa. It can be quite difficult. Is it the same for referees? I mean, do you referee the same way or are there areas of one game you might be a bit more lenient than, say, the other? Or how does it work? Uh, it's, it's to- I think I'm Adam agree. Uh, it's totally different. The laws are exactly the same, don't get me wrong, but how you apply them is different. Whereas... In sevens, there isn't much of an advantage. It's normally like two clean passes, advantage over to keep the game going. You're running lines as a referee to get the next breakdown or next phase in play. It's totally different. I know New Zealand sevens done a rolling mall in the game a couple of weeks ago in a final before the Super Rugby game. But other than that, you never referee line up malls for two weeks when you're on the sevens. And you certainly don't referee 
scrums to extent because it's three on three, not eight on eight. You're still looking for scrum offences and you still act upon it if they happen. But it's a, it's a different mind shift when it comes to it. And the penalties are given a lot quicker. There's obviously a lot of space to play. And yeah, it's great. There's a lot of things that can be used in sevens. Like I think our game clocks could be brought over to 15s purely because it just keeps the ball in play higher, more entertainment, and it puts the kickers accountable for their kicks. And, and even us, like, you know, with the sevens, as soon as a try is scored, up on the clock, there's a 30-second timer going for sevens. And if you don't kick it within that 30 seconds, you lose the conversion back the halfway. And same, you've got 30 seconds then to take that conversion. You can't amble back. So there's things that's happening in the sevens would work in 15s. But I can say hand on heart, the experience I've had in the four or five years in the sevens has made me a much better 15s referee and a much better person all round. I'd recommend anyone to do it. Adam, you agree? Yeah, 100%, you know, and I think, you know, with foul play being a massive focus in the 15s game now, um, sevens has always been real strict for foul play, you know, um, high tackles, deliberate knock-ons, they're always a click or two clicks above from like penalties to yellow cards and sevens. So for coming in, you know, the 15s now, it, it is a shift for everyone, but for like the sevens referees, you know, we it does come natural to us as well, you know, to look for this type of thing. So I think more people will get on board with the foul play things, you know, it's still little things to work on, but it definitely is um, something that will come. Now, you guys, uh, obviously, um, you're proud Welshman. What's it like following in the footsteps of uh, the one and only Nigel Owens? I mean, he's often referred to as the best referee in the world. Has he sort of been any influence on you guys as you're coming up through the ranks? And do you feel um, that pressure that, you know, you're following him? Yeah, he's gone from the best ref now to an average farmer in his eyes. Probably a, probably a very good farmer. Uh, look, I owe, I owe a lot to that bloke. I've known Nigel for years, regardless whether he's Referee in the Premiership, international, other side of the world. He's always at the end of the phone to talk through things or help you things. He's going to go in, into coaching and he's going to be my coach going forward. And I've done a lot of work with him the last few months in that transition for him, but obviously the transition for me to be working with him. And to learn off someone like him, I, I ask the question back, can you get better? Nah, Craig hits the nail on the head there, doesn't he? You know, whatever Nigel's done, there'll be no other Nigel Owens, you know, like that. You know, when um, it's been great to, to us, you know, over the last few years, for sure. I've ran touch him numerous times. And I think his last test match was when me and Craig, actually, the one before his 99th test match, me and Craig actually ran touch him in England versus Georgia. You know, that's just something that will stick with me as well. You know, it's not often you get to work with the world's best as he is and, or was, whatever you want to call it now. But to do it in a test match environment as well is something that people can only dream to do. And in this past season, Adam, you've been getting a bit of experience on the Guinness Pro 14. How's that been? Yeah, look, I was, um, I was very lucky enough to referee two games during COVID um, after the lockdown um, when rugby first started and the game seemed to go OK. Yeah, now um, I've really enjoyed the Pro 14. It's a massive step up, but I think... Um, just going back to the Welsh Premiership, it developed me and prepared me really well for it. You know, I wasn't rushed into the Pro 14 set environment. I probably had three, four, five years building up to it. And then the games have gone um, quite well and I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully, you know, it'll carry on going quite well. So uh, finally, once the Olympics are over, is that your sevens done and dusted? You concentrate on the 15s for both of you or what part of the plans? For me, 100%, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I think Paul... Our manager, Paddy, the Sevens manager and all, and everyone else, they know that this is what I want to do and, and save for Adam. And when I blow the whistle on my last game in Tokyo, I hope it's not just after the first one, I hope I get another one. <laughs> Whenever I blow that last whistle on my Sevens game, that'd be the last thing I do 
from a tournament point of view and as like a career path. It's not to say that I won't turn out and do some sevens in the Welsh Premiership or help the Wales sevens or help things there, but I won't be part of the series and that going forward. My full focus will be on 15s and the next goal for me then. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. The Tokyo will be my last um, sevens involvement on the World Series um, and then see what happens from there, really, with the 15s. Adam, you're combining your refereeing career with a normal working day career. Tell us about that and how your employers have helped you out. Yeah, so um, from February 2020, I was going on a secondment for a year preparing for the Olympics. So um, I was going to leave Paris for the year and go with the Welsh Rugby Union. Well, obviously, COVID hit, the Olympics were cancelled. So I went back to um, Powys County Council to work as my sport development role. And I think um, just how good they have been with me to allow me to have time off when I've needed it. My boss, Ellen Musencraft, there has been fantastic with me and the team around me. You know, they've just supported me all the way through. I know from the 1st of June, I go back full-time for a year with the Welsh Rugby Union. So I'm just really looking forward to it. And I don't think, you know, Powys can be thanked enough for how they have supported me because they quite easily could have said thank you and goodbye for, you know, the amount of time I need off and for training, meetings, etc. The bits people don't see. So, no, I'll be forever grateful. Best of luck to both of them moving forward. Plenty more to report on next week, of course, in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye and stay safe.